Right to Bryden is recorded live in front of a YouTube audience. Speaking of, I really should be the first people you, you turn to. Anytime there's a big event, you turn to us first, we'll, we'll sort you out. We'll tell you exactly what to think. Don't we'll go out there and think anything like that. That would be dangerous. To a point, he's been careful not to attack her. That point seems now to have come. Here's President uh, Initial field tests on two suspicious-looking envelopes addressed to the Pentagon suggested possible traces of the deadly poison known as ricin. All right. Hey, here we are yet again. Another great episode coming to you live from the OIWD studios here in Ohio. Uh, it's it's another episode of Right to Brighton. Just uh, a couple um, uh, emotionally uh, stable, high emotional IQ, um, you know, really well put together, uh, not at all vindictive uh, uh, Republican good boys. Uh, I'm Brighton, and with me, as per the huge, it is Spicky. What's going on there, uh, Grandmaster Spick? Uh, not a whole lot. Pretty pretty uh, miserable not drinking. Uh, yeah. I don't like it. Uh, it fucking sucks. I was like shitting blood the other day. It was like really bad. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, like in the like it was. That's normal. Like I shit blood all the time, but this was like way more than usual. So like I felt like shit. So I haven't been drinking. Uh, I did last night, I guess. Uh, I must have because I was packing and I packed like seventeen shirts and a pair, one pair of pants, no socks again. So I had to do that all over again today. You... Yeah, I fucking hate traveling. It sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I, that's that's a, it's always like weird to me when you you know, especially like um, you know, you see like women or or whatever people. Really, it's mainly people without any fucking personalities or anything. It's like, what are your hobbies? It's travel. It's like, that's it's not. Nobody likes getting on a plane, dude. Like if you if you're just like excited for planes, then you're probably like a farmer from you know like 1922, right? um it's it's just it's it's such a fucking nightmare like i want to punch the wright brothers both of them it is a nightmare it is fucking awful i i hate fucking planes but trains are worse you're like trains you get on and like you know that's it you just kind of go it sucks they don't go that fast but as far as planes go like it could take an hour to get through tsa oh yeah well i mean it's and that's that's fucking frustrating. I hate that shit. Yeah, when you're on the plane itself, I guess it's not that bad because you just, like, have half the Xanax and then, like, as many of the little tiny bottles that um, the, the stewardess will give you. Uh, although, uh, pro tip just for everybody, um, you know, one thing that I like to do um, is it's a good it's a good thing. And sometimes, you know, sometimes they care, sometimes they don't. Uh, you take... Uh, what is why is it doing that there we go um when you, you, you buy your little airplane bottles ahead of time just carry them on with you i mean it might cost you you know they're like a dollar fifty a piece so yeah it costs you like 10 15 bucks and uh sometimes you know you have them sometimes you don't 
Um, but it beats paying like the seven dollars, you know, for the little airplane bottle, and it's always like beef eater gin or like some other fucking gross shit. Oh, that's bad. It's like not. They don't good. have anything good. They don't have anything good. Well, no, real good stuff doesn't really come in in airplane bottles though. Like you're not gonna find like Macallan 18 in an airplane bottle, you know. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, but like, you know, give me some fucking, I'd like take Jose Cuervo or something. They don't have that. Like I would do something, but it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like beef eater. And then, uh, like, I think the last flight, what the fuck they had for vodka was awful though. Uh, it's usually Smirnoff. Uh, I think the last one, it, well, it wasn't Stoli. Uh, no, it might've been Smirnoff, I guess. I don't know. But dude, the last uh, three times I've flown. One drink per flight. That is fucking it. That's the rules? That Well, that's what ended up happening, dude. We were flying into Las Vegas and uh, in March, and they fucking... They're like, oh, the line's too long at the bathroom. We're not serving anybody else drinks. <laughs> like a three and a half hour fucking flight. Oh, no. It's like, it's like, what the fuck? Like, seriously, what the fuck? So this guy in our seat, like, uh, went and charmed the stewardess into just giving us booze, which... <laughs> Probably pissed off the rest of the airplane because she just kept bringing us booze to our row. <laughs> That's a real Chad move there. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna fucking power drink during my layover. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna beat Boggs, huh? Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I did I did that last time, but dude, like drinking at an airport is an expensive fucking hobby. Holy yeah. fuck! Well, it's fun though. That's one thing I do like about the traveling is like I do like airport bars because. Like you can, you know, you're just sitting there with people you're never gonna meet again, more than likely. And sometimes they have pretty interesting stories. It's not like the Greyhound. Like if you take the Greyhound, like anybody you meet, there's a, a, a super depressing reason that they're on the Greyhound, right? Um, you know, Amtrak is pretty good, uh, but it's also pretty trashy. It just depends on, you know, uh, it depends on what places you're going through. But uh, airport bars are are usually, you know, pretty good because they're the they're the people that are either, you know, like myself. Uh, real broke and definitely need a drink just to get on the plane uh, or they're you know they've got enough to pay 10 bucks for a, a fucking Newcastle brown ale which is one of the most disgusting beers everywhere it's always served everywhere oh yeah there was some when I was in when we were leaving Vegas uh, our flight was of course delayed which happens to me every fucking time uh, where I was sitting and I, I tried this like they didn't have shit and like the bar was like a fucking ways away. So they're sitting there at the terminal. They had this beer that was, it tasted like, like fucking, it, it was in an oak barrel. You could taste like wood in it. It was so fucking nasty, but it was the only thing to drink. And I was already sick of fucking traveling and we we're leaving Las Vegas. So that's fucking depressing. Yeah. So it's, I, a, it's a depressing movie. Definitely. I, dude, I spent like $80 on that shit. Just power drinking at like eight o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Uh, you got to do something. I, uh, you know, I like our friend uh, Chrissy Blasey. Uh, you know, I, I am actually, uh, uh, you know, scared of, of planes. I just get really nervous on them, um, which, you know, I mean, like a ton of people do. It's not like some rare uh, condition or anything like that because you're not supposed to be up there. You know, there's you're just not <laughs> supposed to. Like if we were supposed to be up there, God would have put more shit up there. All right. There's not a lot of stuff up there. There's just like fucking clouds and shit. So we're not supposed to be up there. You can't eat anything. You can't breathe if you're out there. Um, you know, it's, it's not a good look to be that high up in the air. Like, you should only be as high in the air as, like, uh, you can jump, I think. And even that is kind of iffy and dangerous. So, like, you should probably only be about as high in the air as how tall you are. 
and and that's how that's where you're supposed to be you know otherwise we'd have big long necks like giraffes yeah i see i don't i don't care about that shit like if for me it's like i hate airports uh, i just i fucking hate airports with a passion i hate everybody at the airport i don't care who it is they suck all of them i i, I can't stand it well, depending on the airport, and this like is, it can even be a tiny airport. Every time I go to the fucking airport, there's always just like, oh, Durka Durka, I'm like fucking some Muslim Somali or some bullshit. And they're always somewhere, and they always have like 80,000 fucking kids. And for the longest time before I knew anything about this, I was like, man, like how do all these fucking foreigners like have so much money to fly everywhere and all that shit? And then, you know, years later, it was like, oh, oh, I understand. They're being <laughs> imported. To replace yeah. us, Neat. yeah, and uh, and that's and that's your money paying for that fucking <laughs> yeah. flight too. So there's also that. Uh, it's like they have they have one talented guy, uh, you know, in the family, uh, you know, that came over here and like he does some bullshit that clearly nobody uh, in America could do, like make bullshit code for Google, and and you know that that's why you know he's like okay, well now I got to bring in the whole fucking family, and that's why you always see. Like, just these hijabis and everybody at the fucking airport. No matter where you're at. You could be in the Dayton, Ohio fucking airport, and there's still just going to be, like, a whole clan of them coming in. It's fucking ridiculous. Yep, D.C. is the worst for that, too. By far. At least that I've seen. I I, I don't know what the worst is that, that I've actually seen. Also, I'm not sure if my mic is too loud, not loud enough. I don't know. Um... Am I uh, fucking with shit? Well, no, because it was it was fucking up earlier. But I mean, it's fine. People by now know that there's just going to be bursts of very loud audio for one reason or another. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's happening more and more tonight too. Is it? That's a shame. Yeah. It's like, why is he yelling at me? Oh man, I don't know. It's oh well. That's we need to get one of those fucking sweet Muslims to come and fix my mic. Uh, we had one when I was in Cincinnati. He he did a pretty good job. He didn't fuck with anything. Uh, yeah. Once you got it all set up, yeah, I don't know. I, I need to get a better, need to get a better setup. But yeah, I don't know. Traveling sucks, dick man. I um, I, I it's it's like I I don't even like traveling like to the store. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. Traveling to the bar is too much. Yeah, you know, and I live within walking distance of of a few, and it's like they all suck. Um, I, I it's. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't like going anywhere. Like it really, if it was up to me, you know, I would just sit here. Luckily, you can like order everything on Amazon, and I can't wait to get one of those like Amazon feeding tubes. Right, it just comes right out of the fucking computer and just like, just you don't even have to eat. It just goes into your, into your gut, and um, you know you get to remain docile, and I can just like drink brown liquor and smoke cigars because. You know, that's, that's just that, that in a feeding tube. I really am 187 years old. Dude. Uh, you know, I was thinking with your, your weight loss that might help is just uh, get a tapeworm and then get it removed. Like just give it a little while. Those things do wonders for people. Just don't want it to go to your brain. That's all. But, uh, yeah, there's not much going on up there anyway. Yeah. Uh, so they get, they get up there and be like, Oh man, it's like uncomfortable in here. And I'm like, yeah, tapeworm. I know, I know it's really uncomfortable up here. <laughs> it's it's cramped and there's not a whole lot going on yeah it's just like it's, it's just like are you depressed now tapeworm yeah do you feel like dying questioning what your entire <laughs> existence is about yeah yeah where's your tapeworm god now buddy it makes two of us yeah oh god 
I don't know. Yeah. Apparently, it's still fucking up, so. Oh, Jesus. Well, import a Muslim. Marry one or something. Just get one for a roommate. My my computer's fucked up, too. This thing is slow as shit. I hate it. It's not mine, though, so I don't really give a fuck. Okay. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to try this. What are you fucking with now? Uh, I was, I was, I was fucking with, uh... Uh, my mic, but hold on. Now I gotta fuck with some other stuff because this is awesome. Well, no, I know what it is. It's just being a fucking nightmare. I don't know. This is why, like, I shouldn't even pay attention to any of these fucking people. Yeah, no. just do what I do. There we go. I think I fixed it. Ignore them and then. Uh... Yeah, all those things are good, you know. Oh, well. Uh, there we go. Okay, so say something real quick. Uh, you're a pussy. Okay, now I'm saying stuff. So if that didn't if that didn't help it, I don't know what to fucking tell you guys. Because I, I don't care. You don't pay us enough for this shit. And Mountain Dew dropped us as our fucking sponsor because apparently overt and blatant racism. Uh, I don't I don't know. That was bullshit, so don't buy Mountain Dew. Uh, Pepsi's lame anyway. Pepsi has um, uh, in it, like, aborted baby shit. I'm not even kidding, Spiky. Look this shit up. Um, uh, Pepsi has, like, stem cells in it. It's fucking gross. What? Yeah, dude. I'm not kidding. Look it up. Everybody's listening. Go. You can look it up. Look up Pepsi stem cells. They have, like, fucking stem cells and shit in it. It's fucking weird. Uh, yeah, that's kind of strange. Yeah, you know who doesn't? Coca-Cola. Yep. Yep, and uh, they used to actually have cocaine in there, so that's pretty cool. That's good, you know. And personally, I like Mexican Coke better. And you know, that's probably passed through the hands of several people that have recently killed someone over cocaine. So, <laughs> and they too are probably dead now. Yeah, you know, Mexico is just fucking. That there's something else, dude. I don't know. I've got some really cool videos from Mexico, though. Okay, they... no, when you say really cool. You mean MS-13 fucking torture videos or like car- cartel shit? Like it's not yeah. like it's not like somebody backflipping on a fucking unis- unicycle or something. It's not like wow, that's really cool. I didn't know Labradors were that smart. No, it's like this is really cool. I can't believe somebody lived for that long without their head. You know, that's what you think is very cool. I've seen one where this guy gets shot in the head because he was shit posting against the cartel on Facebook. So they just. Brought him out to this fucking beat back road and just capped him, which is, uh, I mean, uh, awesome guys. Some Yikes. fucking <laughs> sweet. Need uh, need that uh, Takashi six nine there. Uh, uh, was it? You could talk a lot on the internet, boy. That's that goofy shit playing into that boy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good song. It is a good song. Uh, Takashi's great. Gosh, you just hands down good. Well, we can get into one thing. Oh, we got we got a lot of stuff. Well, kind of a lot of stuff. We got a weird one today. Normally, we have guests on the second hour if we have them at all. Um, but we're doing something a little different. Uh, in about 15 minutes after uh, we run, run through this, this is one thing, before we get to the politics, I don't know. Let, let, let us know what you think of uh, how we've been formatting the show a little bit recently. If, uh, it's really been more second hours, the more heavy politics, you know. Uh, we get you all amped up with some, like, relatable things. You're like, wow, celebrities, they are crazy. And then we're like, yeah, the fucking world's over, though. So here you go. <laughs> uh, so, 
you know, let us, let us know what, what you think of that. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have uh, Joshua Neary coming on uh, for the second half of the first hour uh, to talk about his book, Lavender Fields. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be some good stuff there. So uh, what do you think there, uh, uh, Spicarino? You want to go ahead and uh, dive face first and into the uh, into the program? Yeah, we probably should. If your kids are in the field and your wife's in the kitchen baking and you're sitting down with something cold in your hand, chances are you're getting ready to listen to Right to Right to Right. A New York comedy club that hosted a surprise return performance of disgraced comic Louis C.K. warned patrons to, sw- quote, swim at your own risk and asked them to leave the club if they found the comedy uncomfortable. Everybody knows that Louis C.K., uh, like, you know, asked girls to watch him jerk off or whatever. And then, like, later they were like, oh, no, that's bad. And, like, I guess he had, like, stood in front of the door and was like, no, look at me, look at me. Or whatever, right? Still not as bad as, uh, you know, anything else. But whatever. He, he, he quit the comedy for, for a while and said that that's what he was going to do. He was going to take some time to reflect. And then people got mad when he came back. Um. But, uh, you know, Lucy K received a standing ovation at his first surprise show. And according to the New York Times, he also performed to a pleased crowd last weekend. Good for him. That's nice. I mean, Lucy K is a little stale for me, honestly, because all of his stuff is like, oh, abortion, you know, it's like, oh, poopy abortions, you know, and I'm like, I'm fat and old. And it's like, okay, buddy. Um, but you know, he shouldn't be run out of the fucking business. He's way better than any female that's ever done comedy ever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, however, it appears that the owners of the club took measures to avoid criticism by posting a sign to warn patrons that they might be offended by the club's performers. Oh, golly. Outside, uh, the room, the club had posted a sign reading, swim at your own risk. We never know who's going to pop in. That sounds fucking rapey to me, honestly. Just, it's the pop in part, you know, and swimming implies some level of nudity. So I think that, you know, if they're really trying to... Uh, not upset people. That was a misstep, personally. Um, but uh, if an unannounced appearance is not your cup of tea, the sign continued, you are free to leave unobtrusively, please. No questions asked. Your check on the house. Okay. Does anybody know how much drinks cost at New York comedy clubs? Can I get a show of hands? No, probably not. Because, good Lord, you can't afford them. All right? They're expensive as shit. So... What this, what this fucking shitty fucking place is doing is giving, I mean, I, I would totally take advantage of that. I would wait until like the, the, you know, the, the, the last two minutes of the thing. And I would just, you know, up and fucking leave after running up a huge tab. This is going to backfire. Some pay. And, and, and of course, remember, it's never good enough for them. Anything you give them, it's never enough. Some patrons, though, found the disclaimer to be a tad disingenuous, as if the club's owners had no control over who they allow on stage. It's so passive, as if they have no say over who comes in. Comedy fan Andrew Friedman, I wouldn't look into that, uh, told the Times, there is plenty they can do. I'm disappointed in them. Indeed, according to the Times documentary, a filmmaker had even asked the comedy seller if they intended to give Lucy K. a chance to appear on its stage. The filmmaker, Jamie Boyle, claims that the club told her the controversial comedian was not scheduled to appear, quote, for many months. The club did not respond to a request uh, for comment from Breitbart. Uh, the comedian's return in August, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then they go on with, you know, they're, they're editorializing a little bit more. Um, this just seems like bad news all around. 
Like constantly bad news all around. Anybody that just bends over uh, and and just you know takes takes that that greased up fist of of the left's shenanigans uh, is going to get burned for it. I mean, what they already did was not good enough, and they're going to they're going to financially get fucked for this easily. Because I mean, I, I'm not offended by any of that shit. Uh, I am I I am offended by women doing comedy just because I, they're bad at it. You know, and I, I look at it as like a, a, a thing that I used to love uh, and that they've ruined. Um, but they're, they're going to they're gonna get fucked financially on this one, Spicky. I mean, like if we were in New York and we wanted to go see a comedy show, I would immediately say, let's go to the comedy cellar and then leave during the last act and not pay for any of that. Uh, yeah, they're going to get fucked. What a great place to have a bachelor party, though. And just bring <laughs> like 30 bros and just fucking walk out at the end. And hey, that's their policy. What are they going to do about it besides get, you know, a fucking $1,000, $1,200 tab run up and then uh, people just bail on them? It's it's ridiculous that you need to make a sign like that anyway. That's like, yeah. hey, uh, they're, they're, you know, um, if this is this is a place where there are rhetorical acts and you're not invited. It's a one way conversation. You're not involved in it uh, and you may not like what's going on. A lot, you know. Every time, like, there's some uh, hood black comedian or whatever, it's not necessarily my cup of tea. All right, I, I I see it, and I'm not like, oh, geez, this is terrible. I must leave immediately. I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, it's, I get it. You're a, you're a, you're a black comic. You're you're loud. Um, you know, Kanye's funnier than you. It's, it, you don't get to, you don't get to be mad. At, at stand up, I don't. I is my opinion. You don't get to be mad at it. You can leave, but you have to pay your bill, uh, or you can just sit through it like a grown up, and then be like, "Well, I didn't like that guy very much," and then you can take it to your little very important social media and say, "I didn't like this guy," and then that guy on the Twitter has the right to call you a fag, and that that used that used to be how the world worked, but now you got upset comedy um, uh, venues and. You know, uh, if you've ever jerked off uh, in in front of a lady, um, you know, who later realizes it didn't help her career, then you're never allowed to do stand up again, even after you went and retreated to do weird Mexican, Irish, fucking Jewish things. You know, I, I imagine that he just like went to another country and just cornered women over there and jerked off. But, you know, I don't know what he's up to. He just chases them down an alley with his fucking cock out. Probably. Yeah. I mean. Well, apparently the comedy seller has kind of uh, a few years ago already had that sign, um, but uh, the refund part they didn't have. Yeah, it's it's a fucking terrible idea. It's gonna backfire. I mean, I hope it does. I hope it backfires wonderfully. Like I hope I hope immediately. If any of you are in that area, you go there, run up a huge fucking tab, and then throw a fit. And as many times as we tell women to stop listening to the show, I know that they're not, and that's why you're single, ladies. But Go there and do that because then they can't even be mad at you. You know, they can't even be fucking mad at you. All you got to do is like screech loud enough and then, you know, they'll they'll flip the fuck out and just be like, oh, okay, we're sorry, just leave. Like, be on your phone and start recording them and yelling and just saying like, you know, they're rape apologists or like, you know, whatever you're mad at at the time, whatever you can think of. Yeah, you can't even go on Twitter after and call them a fag anymore. You get banned there too. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you can do nothing now. Like, America is just turning into this depressing fucking place where you can't even say shit to anybody. Now, 
which is good because then maybe oh, it's not even that you can't say shit to anybody. It's um, we're not allowed to say shit to anybody. They're still allowed to say whatever they want to us. If it was a two way street, and nobody was allowed to say anything to anybody. That would be great. I could I could be fine with that. If I never had to talk to another fucking person again, I think I'd be OK with that. But they are allowed to screech anything that they wanted us. And we have to apologize, uh, even if it's, you know, in the context of of, of comedy. Uh, like there's there's um, Stephen Crowder uh, just did his rape culture is a myth changed my mind thing over there and the first lady that they showed was this just lunatic started screaming crying like all of this and like that's women now like not all of them you know some of them do have some sense or whatever but uh, they typically aren't the type to go and try to have a discussion with you know some some guy on the internet right Uh but like that's that's what that's where women are at now, and, th- and this isn't really anything new because if you look at it throughout time, women have been able to just scream and yell and be like, "Yeah, that's okay." Now I'm gonna get my fucking way. Um, in a way, that's men's fault. I, I I'm gonna need yeah. you guys to start pushing women down on on the subway or something. <laughs> well, really, really since the 1950s on, because before that you could just punch them in the mouth, which. Let's be honest, fellas. Most of them fucking deserve it, but now you can't even do that. You well, can't even say anything to your. You can't even say anything to your wife, or uh, or you could get fucked. Like that's domestic violence, discriminator. Yeah, you can't. Well, that's true because what do they call it? Uh, intimidation. Buddy, you mind got in yep. trouble for punching a wall because he found out that chick was cheating on him. Uh, so like that's you know that's insane. Um, but no, I mean you can't you can't you know no closed fist. You can't hit him with a closed fist. Uh, like Sean Connery says, you know, it's open hand just once, and that's after you've let them have the last word, and they they aren't happy with it, and it's just to just to calm them down, just to calm them down. If we had a producer, we could pull that clip up. We're gonna work on that soon, but uh, you know, that's 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 the truth. You just you know, just want to be like, stop it. <laughs> that's not a that good. Should be, that's that should not be all Connery. they need, dude. They should know their place, anyways. I mean, really. Why, like, why are you talking shit? The reason why is because they're a fucking protected class. You cannot do anything to them. Nothing. Can't even look at them now. If you look at them, it's rape. Yeah. If you look at it with your dick out, it's weird, but. <laughs> but it's still not rape. I mean, Louis C.K. is a pretty fucked up dude. But, yeah, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a like I, like I, I mean, they sat there and watched it. Like, what the fuck, man? I mean, and apparently only one of them, he stood in front of the door. I mean, that's the only one that's, like, really creepy, right? And here we are. Like, we did a whole episode basically on Louis C.K.'s dick, uh, like, a month ago. But, um, you know, that's the only one that's creepy, right, is blocking the door and not letting him out. The other ones, he was like, will you watch me, you know, fiddle my dinger? And they're like, I guess, Louis C.K. And, and, you know, it's like, I'm sorry, ladies, that that happened to you, you know? Like, uh, you shouldn't have shouldn't have agreed to that like ever you know that's that sounds sounds terrible it's kind of like when somebody's like oh man this stinks smell it and then like you just do and you you know and you're like oh you know what the hell right it <laughs> yeah it is it, it is the exact same thing yep they hey man hey they agreed to it i i don't you know whatever that's on them I mean, maybe maybe he was telling jokes while he was doing it who knows yeah it uh I don't. I mean, I think it'd be creepier if he was telling jokes, though. I think it'd be fucking hilarious. He's like jerking off. He's like knock knock. You know, <laughs> who's there? My dick. 
yeah, just tell, telling jokes like real softly to them. Like, yeah, yeah, just whispering in their ear, just like, uh, like why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> As he's polishing the one eye gopher making eye contact, like, yeah, that'd be pretty fucked up, actually. Oh, man. Be pretty funny though. What a great stand-up skit. That's I, 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 I wouldn't watch. No, I, I no, probably not. It's uh, you know, I well now I'm just picturing like him at the comedy cellar, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like walking through. He's doing that's his idea of crowd work. He's like jerking off and whispering his his material into people's ears, uh, and then just, launching his material onto their dresses. So just pacing back and forth across the stage. <laughs> Good telling one. jokes like man this guy this fucking guy can really multitask <laughs> this is uh it's an interesting act this uh yeah anti-comedy there um god well uh i sent the link over to uh sent the link over to josh so we're gonna have him uh popping in here uh with the segment yes dummy okay now he's um so yeah, when, anyway, um, what we're going to do uh, is we're going it, to, like I said, this is kind of like a, a weirder uh, episode. It's not normally, um, you know, what, what we do. Uh, I'm going to be asking uh, Josh a few questions about the book. We're going to get to know him, talk to him about all of that. Uh, Spiggy's obviously going to be doing the, the same as well. Uh, and then if you do have any questions for those of you that are here live uh, in the chat, you can go ahead and put them in there uh, and maybe we'll get to them. Maybe we won't. Um, now we do have the stream labs going, which does ensure that we will ask the question as long as it's not vulgar or I deem it to be really fucking stupid. Uh, which let's be honest. Most of these people are, yeah, there's a good chance. There's a good chance. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and, uh, if I can find it, we're going to, we're going to have, uh, Mr. Joshua Neary on in, in just a sec. Three, two, one. <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, uh, joining me and Spicky uh, for, for the first time, it is the author of. I got a fruit fly on my book or on my uh, table. Not that. That's not the name of the book. The name of the book is Lavender Fields, a short story collection. It's by Joshua Neary. Uh, go ahead and you, we'll, we'll put the the link in the description there. You can uh, get a copy of that. And uh, we do. Uh, we'll, we've got uh, a, a, a neat kind of promotion going on at the end, uh, which we'll we'll get to you uh, at the end of the hour. Um, but, uh, Hey, it's great to have you here, uh, Joshua. Um, hey. I know, I know you don't go by Josh, right? It's Joshua. No, I used to, but, um, basically I grew up in the generation where everybody's named Josh. <clears throat> so <laughs> the only thing to differentiate myself was to go by my full name. So yeah, not, not a lot of Joshua's, huh? No, right. Exactly. Everyone goes for the short one. So well, I was listening earlier before we get into this. I was listening earlier. You guys were talking about the Louis C.K. thing. Mm. And uh, I just thought, I think it would be great if he got on stage and just started jerking off in front of the audience. Like, what better way to come back? Nah, I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you no? did there. Nice one. Nice one. Um, so, okay. This, when did the book come out? Because it's uh, relatively, relatively new. It uh, came out last month. Is that right? Yeah, well, it was supposed to come out on my birthday, but I had everything done, which was the 24th. I had everything done early, so I said fuck it and just put it out on the 18th. So the the ebook came out on the 18th. Uh, Amazon kept breaking my balls about something on the interior, 
like there's so much shit that goes into making a book that you don't think about sure like like, like writing one code yeah apparently. and yeah. like just small shit like the isbn number that you never think about has to match on the inside of the book so the whole time i keep thinking like but you gave me an isbn uh, isbn number and i keep trying to <clears throat> submit my fucking book for publishing and i keep getting an email every morning because in it takes a day for them to look through your shit. So you get an email back every morning. This is not acceptable. This is not acceptable. Well, I didn't realize <laughs> They're like that. what part? They're like the whole book. It's terrible. It's not acceptable. <laughs> no, no. It was like, it's like, it was something so small. <clears throat> Just your ISBN number on the back has to match it inside the book. Mm. So like when you get the book, Amazon takes it upon themselves to put ISBN and they put like nine zeros and they don't tell you that they do this. So I'm looking through my thing and I'm like, oh, okay. So I had to take the ISBN that's on the back and like manually put it in the actual book. And that was the whole holdup. And then you had the format nightmare. Like that was a fucking disgrace all in itself. So, but we ended up getting it done. Uh, Peter Cozy did the cover, which I think he did a great job with the cover. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, I've got to ask you, because uh, I haven't finished it. I, I've gotten a little way through it. I've been working uh, a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's not its not like punishingly long or anything like that, guys. You don't right. have to worry about that. It's not like you're getting into, you know, some fucking, um, you know, uh, Grapes of Wrath, you know, yeah. uh, stuff like this, you know. Um, it's good. It's 147 pages. Um, it, what's with the name? And I have a question from okay. Bayer that he, he requested. Okay. The name itself is <clears throat> now there's 21 stories in it. So I, when I was making the book, I figured I might as well name the collection after a story in the book. Hmm. So the Lavender Fields title is based off of one of my favorite stories in the book. I mean, it's not <clears throat> it's not just a on the whim title. Like there's a reason to it. And I don't know if you got to that story yet, but no, I'm not. Okay. Now, I, the the parts that I that I have gotten to, I mean, uh, I I will admit the first time I opened the book, uh, I immediately closed it um, because yeah. it's, uh, uh, it's it's got it's got women in it, guys. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, you know, I say she, I saw she, and I'm like, if the next word is not fell down the stairs or you kill know. herself or something, but yeah. there is there is a saving grace. A lot of them do. Uh, commit suicide and stuff like that. So wow, whoa, not... whoa, I don't don't oh, spoil anything. Fuck. You fucking sold me on the book, bud. <laughs> right. Um. So okay, what was it? oh yeah. Uh, so Bear wanted me to ask. Uh, uh, you know Bear from from old Twitter. Uh, wanted yes. me to ask. Um, uh, why the title was so gay? Well, <laughs> that's that's like that's said. from Bear. That's not from me. He yeah, he, know, he was like... he was shopping gay cowboys into the. Uh, into the into the cover art i'm yeah, not kidding he sent them to me no i know i know he's been breaking <laughs> my balls for <clears throat> about a week about it too and like i don't block people but i had to block him because he started like sending people after me and i'm like i have shit going on <laughs> oh, that's i don't want to <laughs> oh, you know no. I mean? dude you should see the shitty shops my abby on to it's fucking horrendous yeah and like he, he's a talented dude it's not like that i'm picking on him or his art or hilarious anything, but yeah, he's a funny guy, but I don't have time, you know, for this 
shit. So. I advocate blocking everybody. I mean, I blocked a guy this morning just for like no fucking good reason at all. Just some dude who followed me. I can't remember his name, but I was like, all right, you know what? You're just stupid. So back to the book, though. Um, yeah. There, there seems to be a bit of a theme uh, yeah. of, of, of some sort in it. I mean, these uh, these stories are are separate from each other. These, yeah. are, these don't interconnect. There's there's not anything right. uh, like that. Um, but there there does seem to be sort of uh, I don't know. This is gonna sound really strange. Uh, kind of like an emotional theme to it. Like there's a strange emotional uh, connection. Uh, at least from what I got. I might just be reading into it a little bit too, too much. Yeah, I mean, like most of these stories outside of maybe a handful of them were written in 2015. So uh, I was going through like a really depressive faggot phase, I guess you could say. And my only outlet was to write shit. So I figured, you know, like I'll do a couple more to where I can have a book. And like you said, it's not too long. That's by design, by the way, because I feel like that's why the stories aren't overly long neither, because I feel like people these days don't want to read uh, a thousand word story or a 400 page book. I wanted it to be something that people can get through in like a day if you wanted to. Right. Like people are taking their time with it. That's fine. Read however you want to read. But um, yeah, that was definitely by design. But the emotional shit is you know like because it's very it's very kind of poetic uh in the way that it is it's a it's very uh kind of snapshots into you know some 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 lives there i mean I, uh, the one story i'll talk about is just the first one because i think that that one is uh on the preview thing and you guys yes. don't get shit for free all right you don't get fucking shit for free except what you can look inside on on <laughs> amazon all right that's it yeah. but if 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 you buy the physical copy you do get the ebook for free. Oh, now no, no. myself, yeah, um, I've never been a fan of ebooks myself. Like, if I'm reading a book, and like I was telling you earlier, I'm not one that actually reads, which is weird. A lot of people think it's weird, but um, I threw in the ebook for free because I feel like if you order something, if there's an option that you can get it sooner, then why not give that? You know, you already made your purchase, so have the ebook as Nigga, well. I got Prime. It took 2 days to get uh, here. Yeah, yeah, if you got Prime, you're you're set. You know, I mean, if you don't, if you don't have the Amazon Prime because you got like some problem with Jeff Bezos being the most successful weird lizard man on the fucking planet, like he, Yeah, he's a fucking weird guy. But uh, so as none of the, the the stories are connected, uh kind of in your mind as the author, do these people know each other? Are they like in the same like planet at least? Yeah, they 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 exist in the same world. I mean, I, I tried to base it in a, in a realistic uh, world like ours. I wouldn't say it is ours, but something like it. Um, now, whether they, like, know each other, <clears throat> that's – I would imagine some do. Like, are they friends on Facebook or some bullshit? I mean, you know, there's some, obviously, at least from what I've seen yeah. so far, no, like, interacting between them. But, you know, right. is it – I mean – and again, at least from what I've read, it seems this is I'm picturing them in America, but I guess it doesn't really specify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, they're absolutely in America. Yeah. OK, good. Then we fully endorse this even more because I swear to God, you have one fucking British person in there and it's not Texas, right? No, it's okay, thank um, God. if anybody's like, from Texas, we're pulling the endorsement. <laughs> oh, Texas is horrible. Fuck Texas. Sorry, I've go actually on. never been, but everyone who talks about Texas says it's great. But of course they would because they're from there. Yeah, they have AIDS. Know, so. 
Yeah, everybody goes to visit Texas. <laughs> the sorry. barren wasteland. Sorry, go on, go on. See, this is our interview style. Is uh, we we will you know yell incoherent bullshit at you. No, it's fine. Like this is what it should be. It should be people just shooting the shit. It shouldn't be, you know, nonstop question and answer stuff. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I was telling Spicky earlier. Uh, we actually got this is totally separate from the book, but. We have Michael uh, Avenatti. I would have fuck you say his name. <clears throat> we have him on the hook here. Uh, I came across his iCloud email, which I don't know if people know, but if you text someone's iCloud email, it goes to their phone. So it's just like getting a text message. <laughs> so <laughs> we shot him a text message. And all of us did, like a whole group of people. And one of them he actually replied to. So he wants us to send him the details of what we have. So we're trying to put this thing together. Hopefully make the news, hopefully. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but he said he has a uh, retired FBI agent who vets all of his stories. So. Yeah, no, you, this, is something, this is something you want to keep close to the chest and maybe not announce on podcast because that sounds great. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, if, if, if we could pull it off, I mean. Yeah, no, there's, uh, he doesn't listen to this, but I'm sure uh, – Somebody, will, some some fucking asshole will will blow your cover on it. Uh, we have, uh, <laughs> I have stalkers, a lot of them. Yeah, and that's actually half of the people who listen to this podcast. That's true. Oh, great. Like Luke O'Brien's a big fan. Yeah. Oh, so you actually have like check marks who listen to this? Oh, that no, it's oh. it's hate listens, dude. I mean, it's like, yeah. Well, yeah, I know, good. but still, like. They try to gather intel and shit like that. Yeah, which is funny yeah. because we mostly just talk about my bidet and stuff and, like, have, you know, have you and on. Dicks. Yeah, dicks. And have yeah. you on to talk about, like, you know, bear photoshopping your stuff. But uh, so <laughs> let me let me, let me me get to the, the, the first story here. So basically um, uh, the synopsis of the first story is there's this fucking bitch and she's got this note. Uh, she carries it yep. around with her. She's had it for a long time. I, I, I guess it's like an X or something. I couldn't really gather that. Uh, but it's a it's a man that's very close to her, uh, and yeah. then she's like really into that. Um, and then at at the end of it, uh, she she finds some like uh, secret ink um, message because the, right. the note got wet, uh, and she you know put it off in front of the oven, uh, and it heated up, and then it sent her the message, and it was like you know kind of the last uh, little piece of uh, this this guy. What was his name? Franklin, I think. Uh, and is that right? Is it Franklin? No, Jackson. Jackson. Okay, it was one of the. Yes. Yeah, you know, it was it was it was one of those presidents. Uh, well, Franklin wasn't Franklin wasn't, but you know whatever. One of those one of those yeah. old niggas they put on money, all right? Because you know what I'm right. about it, about it, right? Get rich, Gucci gang. But uh, so I mean that, that that's uh, that was that was interesting, you know. And it's it was uh, you know just like five five pages or so at at most, um, and really that that seems to be what they're all about. Uh, what what all of these things are about? Not like you know hidden messages and and uh, right, but just real precise small snapshots. Like you don't go too in depth with, it, with like uh, the the heavy backgrounds of this. It's, it's very imaginative. It reads um, uh, a lot more like kind of kind of poems. I mean, it's not like sing songy poetry or whatever like that. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's very much like here's a here's a uh, a snapshot of a person's life and you know there you go that's all you're ever gonna fucking get of it um well the reason not exactly the reason but i think like well i guess kind of the reason the reason that i think i write that way 
is because nobody's life, at least as far as I know, nobody's life is 100% interesting all the time. But people have specific moments and days that are super interesting. And the thing with short stories is you don't have to go back to 10 years ago or last week or anything like that. To me, and like a lot of short stories too are longer than basically anything in this book. Um, A lot of short stories are 20, 25 pages. And they get in depth and stuff like that. But I think, you know, like I said, people don't want to read overly long things anymore. Uh, You look at like news articles these days as well, unless it's like a huge story that like blows the cover off of something. It's not long. You have maybe a eight page or eight paragraph, one page story that gives you the information that you need to know and people go from there. And shit, I mean, people these days don't even read the article. They go off the headline. So, you know. They they wait for me and Spicky to fucking tell them like right. what actually was in the article. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, you really understood then when you when you're putting this out that you're dealing with a, a whole generation of fucking YouTube people that like, um, you know, it's it's got to be very small. I mean, this is stuff that you could, uh, you know, if you take uh, uh, like the bus or something uh, to work or something like that, you could very easily just it's, you know, just a few minutes. You get a couple of them in and yeah. then. You know, it. I think it'd be perfect for people that take the bus or the train or something like that um, uh, around a lot or, or to work or something. Yeah, like like the idea was to just make something that sticks with people. Like, I, like I've, I've said it before, I wasn't trying to make no one's favorite book. And I mean, that would be nice if someone says that, you know, but the idea was just to give people something that maybe you can relate to it. Because a, a lot of the stories are relatable on a certain level not to the point to you know like not to give anything away but not to the point to where uh like the first one where you find a note with magic ink or something like that well there's just but a I'm, sense of melancholy uh, yeah I've, I've heard that before too and like it's a great compliment and i appreciate it i mean yeah i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just uh, like that's the I, I was trying to put a word to the emotional theme and it's just it's kind of somber i guess uh and like you know like here's a here's a pretty thing in a moment of sadness sort of uh sort of stuff uh, yeah and like again like that's how life is like um something good will happen to you today but something horrible could happen to you tomorrow so like it's it's about balance just like everything else in life you know nothing's too bad for too long and nothing's too great for too long so it kind of works off of that Man, you'd fit right in here, Josh. You, you, you definitely you fit right in here. Just like, no, shut up. Everything's terrible. But like, you know, sometimes Trump's funny. So, yeah. <laughs> well, let, let me ask you. Uh, and this is the last question I have about that story. If, uh, but um, yeah. this should be a, a, a good one for you. Um, what was the you know inspiration for that? Because uh, that's just like to me, like that's such a uh, kind of an odd thing, you know. Um, that, like to, the. The story as a whole? Well, uh, sure, yeah. I mean, um, you know, because, like, obviously the climax uh, climax to it is is the, you know, the magic ink and, the, you know. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, obviously I, I thought, uh, and obviously I guess you don't have to give away too much if you don't want. 
Like, I thought that butterfly shit, like, that's not, you crazy bitch. That's not, <laughs> that butterfly's not Jackson. You're just, you're nuts is what it is. You're yeah. just like, you want something. You're just yearning for any type of right. thing. You had a fucking bad day and shit, so whatever. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, um, you know, uh, I'm sure a lot of people have been in a situation where you are looking for a sign for something. And something completely random happens, and you're like, <clears throat> okay, maybe that was it. But she kind of took it to heart, I guess you could say, and she followed through, and it actually, who's to say if it actually was him or not? Right, because I guess but, we should tell the tell the listeners. Um, so there's this butterfly lands on this bitch, uh, and she's looking at this <laughs> wet-ass note. Uh, she goes inside, butterfly, she's like, hey, give me a sign if you're, you know, if you're really... Uh, uh, Jackson, and then he like just sits there on the oven, and she's like, "Oh, I should dry out the note." And then right. That's where she gets the the secret uh, message from. So now, as for like the inspiration for it, it's kind of weird because like as as a writer, uh, I was watching something. Uh, I think it was uh, "You're the Worst." I think it was, which is a great show. And there's a writer on there, <clears throat> and he was saying like, you know, like being a writer, you never really stop working. Like, you could be out <clears throat> at a bar uh, playing darts and hanging out with your girlfriend or your friends. And you're working right there because you're, you're seeing how people react in certain situations and shit like that. So, you know, like, I might see somebody that's walking their dogs and they yell at the dog or something stupid and something they say will click in my head. And I'll be like, oh, okay, I can go from there. But I never write a story setting out how it should end. Like, I get a title. I, I, my process is weird. I go with the title first. Hmm. So I started with Butterfly in the Rain. Okay, cool. I got to have a butterfly and it's got to be raining. What do I do from there? So it's kind of <laughs> like a I creative just... writing prompt that you make yourself, I guess. Yeah. Like it, I used to do exercises too. I had a friend, uh, the one that the book is dedicated to as well. Oh, we're going to get um, into the dedications towards the end of the segment for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, she would come up with uh, just three random things. <clears throat> be like right about them i'm like okay and i would have to fit those things in so it's kind of like writing myself into a corner in a way like okay i have to fit in uh like there's one in there <clears throat> i don't know exactly what the three were but i know one were nazis and this was way before any of the nazi shit that's going on now there's a line in uh uh this 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 first one because again this yeah. is the only one we're going to be talking about because right. I'm not I don't give anybody shit for free. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, do, 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 where was the, it? The uh, that her hair was blonde like a like a native German girl or something. Uh, well, there was that, and then um, uh, <sighs> she tried to live by the old adage that hard times create hard people. Yeah, yes. okay, there, fucking. <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, that's a that's a fucking. We know where you come from, bud. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I try. Well, it's funny because that one was written about a couple months ago. So, uh, a lot so of this are... is a later one then. What do you mean? So no, no. Is, oh, like the, the the majority, the bulk of it was written in 2015. This is, uh, you know, post hanging out on ridiculous racist Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that explains a lot. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, 2015 was weird because. A lot of them were like early 2015. Well, hold on, like hold January. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll get to that in a second. Go back to your writing process. Okay. Like, um, yeah, so I start with a title and uh, go from there. And I used to do an exercise where she would give me three things <clears throat> and I'd just write about them. And like I said, one was Nazis and I forget what the rest was. 
but I fit it in there in a way to where it's not like, like it's there, but it's not like throwing your arm in the air, doing the Nazi salute. Type People thing. might call that a dog whistle. They might. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, no, I mean, that's not, uh, sorry. Uh, go back to the uh, 2015 thing. I'm just trying to keep everything, you know, coherent. I, I, I used to be great at interviewing people. Now it's just fucking, I hate this show so much, Joshua. I really don't even, I, I, I don't even like doing it anymore. We just do it because uh, Mossad pays us to, to get all the information on we, all the people that buy shirts you know it's fucking we crazy. might as well we might as well talk on air rather than just talk twice a week to each other which i don't know it's getting to the point where it's getting pretty dark <laughs> yeah but so 2015 compared to 2018 uh joshua within your uh you know your, your writing how how do you think that that's actually changed and um you know I, how were you able to cram you know, writing from current current year uh, all the yeah. way to 2015 back into the, in, into the same thing. I mean, how much of it was – how much of these stories were left out of the book? Ooh, okay. Um, there's actually – now, there's one story in there called Journey, which is an interesting story in itself. But that was a project – that was the first episode of a project I did with another writer of mine, writer friend of mine that um he would write i would write one then he'd write the next one and then i'd write the other one now i wanted to include everything in it but he's like a shit lib person now so i don't think i'll get his blessing to put the rest in it so like well when I you say you put... would write one he would write one what do you mean like because i've done uh i've done scenes with my writing partner on screenplays before where... it's it was okay so for example um it was 20 episodes i guess you can call it and I would do episode one. He'd do episode two, but he wouldn't tell me what he's writing about. Right. So I wouldn't know what was happening next until I read it myself. And then I would go and do episode three, and we'd do that process all through 20 episodes. So he did 10, and I did 10. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's that's always super fun to do. Um, I, I guess I can't say his name on here. Uh, I used to have the best writing partner. He's a black fella. Um, we, we wrote some really, really funny stuff together, but uh, I mean, that, so I feel your pain there because like, you know, he knows I'm a, I'm a racist. I've, I was really yeah, racist to like, him, but you know, it's like, you can't, you can't do that. And you lost so much great work. Yeah. Like it was, it was a really good series. And like, you know, like that's like the main difference between 2015 and now, like now I'm okay with writing about anything. But I think back then I would hold back a little bit because I don't want a potential um, <clears throat> co-writer or friend or somebody who's reading it to be like, oh, so that's how you are, you fucking piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, right. I would rather just, back then, I would rather just keep it to myself, not, you know, go there. So do you think that your writing has uh, changed or at least your view on writing has changed post-Trump? Ooh. Um... I don't, I don't think so because I don't, I don't like, I don't, especially any stories in this book, there's never anything like racist or anything like, or anything well, no, like extremely. I mean, like, I, I don't mean political. Mm. Uh, Cause you know, obviously there's a big social change uh, after right. the election as well. Uh, um, 
you know, I mean, people you would work with or even just kind of how you view your work being viewed by other people has, I mean, do you feel more emboldened or more kind of shy from it or those just not, uh, is, I mean, if it doesn't even occur to you, then like that's probably the best option. But I mean, I wouldn't say I feel emboldened, but I would say that a major reason for me doing it and putting it out, because like I could have put this out years ago. Like I said, I had a whole bunch of stuff written and all that stuff part of the reason i did it is because you know like if we want this future that everybody talks about and everybody craves for and all this stuff and they want movies without you know uh jewish involvement or shoving shit down our throat or race mixing or whatever it might be there's there's not and i didn't do it on purpose but there's no black people in this book there's no immigrants in this book like every character in the book is fucking white and like it's not on purpose that's just what i wrote about at the time because it was relatable to me wait so, you're not you're not a black immigrant no unfortunately no i wish i was i'd be i am farther along in life <laughs> if i was well no i mean not as a writer seeing as hell that those people uh can't read or write but um yeah i mean that uh, that's interesting that's that's um, no, yeah, you don't want your whole fucking selling. Uh, you don't want your whole base, uh, to, you know, to be fucking retard internet spurg Nazis. But <laughs> right. you know, it's definitely a, it's definitely a selling point. Um, is there anything uh, anything you want to uh, you would have? I mean, I know it's uh, you, you haven't been given enough time to even uh, take this in since you know. I mean, it says right here, September twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. Uh, you know, it's right. right here. Uh, but I know, like when I when I do anything, uh, mm -hmm. I, and and make it and put it out there, I, I instantly I'm like, fuck, I could have done that better. Anything that you wish uh, that that you think you could have done better in this? I completely <clears throat> avoid that trap by not rereading anything I write. It's a good. It's a smart fucking. You're a smart <laughs> like, guy. Joshua. I I had the book in my hands, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like. I couldn't bring myself to read it, which sucks, dude. But I think that most creative people are like that. I think if you're good at what you do, then you hate what you do. Oh, no. See, I, I hate everything I ever made, but I'll still, like, somebody will say something and I'll go back. And I'm like, that's not what it was. And I go back and I'm like, no, no, they just don't understand it. They don't understand what I was saying or making or doing. They don't, they don't understand. And I lie to myself in that way, Joshua. I lie to myself is what I do. <laughs> yeah, I don't, like... People are like, and then like on the off chance I do reread it, it's, it doesn't happen often. But when I do, I'm like, I wrote this. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> I take a step back and I'm like, this doesn't even seem like me. Like, it, it's a weird thing. I so, I do that with my tweets when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, the the drunk tweets will do that to you. Uh, we are we are about to run out of time here. Uh, are you are you fine to uh, to stay a little bit longer? I... Yeah, it's cool. I'm cool. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get one more question in here, uh, okay. and then uh, and then we'll we'll have to uh, you know cut for for about five minutes, uh, and then we'll okay. come back. Um, but when when the hell did you did you start writing? Oh, geez. <clears throat> I started writing in 2011, and it, it's a weird thing of how this came to be. <clears throat> um, it was my second year in college, or my I think it was the second. And I took a uh, English class, because, you know, it's required, whatever. 
So we had a creative writing <laughs> yeah. assignment. Well, for, not for long, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was required. So I'm taking the class, whatever. And uh, the first thing I noticed is that this teacher was different because instead of having us read books, he would bring in DVDs from home and he'd have us watch television episodes. And he'd be like, this is the new medium of writing. You know, books are going to be, you know, out the window. Books down the are line. gay. Watch TV. Yeah, and like, nice yeah, like, English it, teacher. Nice. Yeah, dude, he was fucking awesome. And he was right. <laughs> he was right. Because, like, you look at it now and, like, TV is so huge now. Like, everybody watches television shows. Well, do you think and, that's a good thing, dude? Uh, I, I do, but then I don't because there's so much shit on tv but there are a few gems like so if you're watching the right stuff it's great well you shouldn't go to that website um <laughs> but yeah I, I, i'm sorry go on go on so i mean you 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 had this um i'm assuming brown english teacher who was no like, listen um, this was... listen i tell you the tv that's the future man he was um Actually, I actually bumped into him last year, and uh, he was telling me how I like inspired him to write a book and stuff. He's a cool dude. Huh. And um, he gave us an assignment, a creative writing assignment. And uh, I was always a procrastinator. I always put things off. I never do them as soon as I get them. I'm like, oh, there's three weeks until it's due. Fuck it. So <clears throat> I put it off to the very last time I could. I was going to do it that night, and then I ended up getting shit-faced drunk. Yeah, and I woke up at like. He's in sixth one... grade at this point, guys. Just like no, <laughs> I wish. Um, and I, you know, I got drunk, and I'm like, "Fuck, this assignment's due." And I woke up about noon. My class is at three now. The first hour of a hangover is the fucking worst. I mean, none of it's good, but the first hour is hell. Well, no, the part where you regretfully just go back to sleep and say, "Ah." Eh. <laughs> You know, I, I'm sure I'm sure an hour will do it. I won't have to get up and like do anything. So uh, I finally get to doing it. I think it was at like one thirty or something like that. My class was at three. And I do the stupid fucking paper. I bring it in. I didn't think much of it. You know, it was a rush job. I was hungover, probably still drunk. I go to class, hand my paper in. And I think it was a week later, he hands it back to me. And he's like, he wrote on it. He's like this is outstanding. See me after class. This should be published. I'm like, the fuck? Okay. So I took his advice and I went to a local paper and I asked him if they would publish it and they did. And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, okay, maybe like I have something here. And I remember, I'll never forget this shitty fucking paper made me buy a copy of the fucking paper that I was in. <laughs> like you pieces of shit. It was only 75 cents. Like you can't, you can't just give it to me. Fuck! They're like, yeah, just come down to the to the office and pick one up. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and I tried I to in... do that with my uh, with my police reports and my mugshot, and they were like, no, you gotta pay, you know, a lawyer and like all that. See, and that's they were bullshit. Like, it, you know, it's you. It's you your. Gotta, it's you gotta. Your you gotta like. Oh yeah. What do you mean? Listen, Mr. Proctor. Just so you know, if you if you get a copy of it and put it in a manila envelope and duct tape it, that's not sealing the record. Okay. Like just, you know, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's how it started. And then, uh, years later I met a, I guess you could say writing mentor and I had an idea of doing a novel that would switch, um, 
narrator, I guess you would say, it was switched from first to third person throughout the book. And he goes, yeah, that'll never work. Was the work title called two- Douchebag in the 80s? I've, man, it fucking should be. <laughs> it's and, it's um, like, oh, so, and then, and then uh, you know, he walked in, and then and then Tony told the guy, no, hey. Actually, what it was, it was, it was, you know, I think every, like, new writer starts out writing about, like, serial killers and shit. So I had an idea of a serial killer who was a fan of an author, and the author's first book was great, and it was a bestseller and all this shit. And oh, that's, the that's, book not ti- that's not tired, you know, writing yeah, exactly. about writers or but, anything. Uh, his second book tanked. And the killer was a fan, so he sets up a meet a chance. What seems like a chance meeting at a bar, but the killer knew, dude knew what he was doing, and Cause he, cause he runs Bateman. into the what's that? Because he's like a Patrick Bateman type. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was all cliche except for the ending. The ending was good. I think it could have worked. I don't know how I would have written it, but uh, it could have worked. And um, what was going to happen? They may have a chance a chance meeting at a bar. Well, supposed chance meeting, and. Uh, the killer tells him, like, I can save your career. Come along with me and document my kills. You know what I mean? Blah, blah. <laughs> and, uh, and I fucking, book, okay. I wouldn't read that shit, but I'd watch that fucking goofy ass movie, dude, in a second. Yeah. yeah and uh, the end was going to be like, the kicker at the end was going to be that the book that you just read was the book that the author dude wrote. Oh, M. Night right. Shyamalan's. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, like, what pissed me off is that, like, a couple years later, a book came out that switched narrators and perspectives like I had an idea for, and a dude told me it could never work, and it pissed me off. <laughs> so, Well, I mean, okay, I think we're just going to do the whole thing and and not go to break until uh, it's, it's time to go to break. Uh, okay. But... Uh, see, we're running this one on a weird time thing. I'm usually very, very strict about time. Uh, yeah. And, and it's it's just all weird because we don't, you know, do the things. Um, influences, sir. Influences. Do you, do you, I mean, you're not a reader because that's, that's why you like women. Uh, <laughs> you know, influences not only uh, – I'd, I'd like to know for this book – first mm-hmm. but just yeah. in general because i know that what you're doing you the story that you told me about i know that you are holding out on a lot of stuff and you're being yeah. very modest and you're holding out on a lot of stuff uh so i have more questions about that at the end but influences what uh where do you where do you get everything not just people walking their dogs no no um i wouldn't okay uh i'm a huge dean Koontz fan well i used to be oh fuck yeah um my favorite book that he wrote was from the corner of his eye and that's a Really long read. It's probably a thousand pages. Um, you can look up what it's, it. It involves like a, a serial killer, hey, um, quantum mechanics, a kid that's blind from cancer and all, and he gets his sight back and all this wild shit. And after that book, I'm like, wow. I'm like, this dude's fucking awesome. Like, and to this day, I still think he's better than Stephen King. I think Stephen King. Yeah. Um, I think he turned to dog shit after he stopped doing drugs and drinking. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people don't know that he doesn't even remember writing Cujo. Like, he was so fucked up, he oh. doesn't even remember writing the book. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was going to say I thought it was Carrie, but no, Carrie's the one that his wife found in the trash and was like, this is good, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, he was so fucked up, he didn't even remember writing the book. And I'm like, it was like, after that, it just, I'm, I'm not saying he's horrible, you know, like, he has more money than I'll ever have and probably more people will buy his books and will ever buy mine. Well, the only people that buy Stephen King books, like my mother's a huge Stephen King fan. And like that right. should just be a big indicator, you know, um, <laughs> like yeah. my, my favorite author is Mark Z. Danieluski. 
I, I don't like the new fucking the, the familiar series. I, I quit immediately after trying to read the first one. I was like, this is trash. And he actually killed me on reading, honestly, because like he was the guy, you know, House of Leaves, only revolution. So yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. my God, you know, this is great stuff. Uh, I mean, I will say you've got a, a compelling fucking little book here. Like, oh, I, thank you. Man. It's um, it's it's fucking artsy. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, and I'm saying that as a compliment, but it is very fucking artsy. Cause like I, I had two hours, uh, while I was still working that today I was able to finally fucking get to it. I, I was trying to read it out in the car the other day, smoking one of my cigars. And then I found out that the, the light in my car doesn't work, uh, which is like a whole thing. <laughs> Um, now, see, like shit like that is something I write a story about. Exactly. You want to read a book, but your, <laughs> but your light in your car doesn't work, and then everything goes to shit, and then you know, yeah. Yeah, it, it's. Oh. I, now, what are the odds though that uh, there's a sequel to this, and it's called Blood Red Fields, and it's about a serial killer that kills everybody in this fucking book? Oh man, well, <laughs> I actually uh, this month, later this month, I'll be working on a novel, which is new territory for me. Um, as far as like completing one, I've started one before. I've never got there, but I'm the way I'm going to do it. Um, I'm going to do it just like I did this book. I don't go in with any set characters or plot lines and it just takes me where it takes me. Well, what you you got to hold on, hold on before you finish that sentence. Um, what would it take to have Bryden and Spicky B characters in there? Even just, you know, we're just at a bar or something. Oh dude. Yeah, absolutely. I could probably do a story. You know, we don't. We tomorrow. don't even need a story. We just need okay. to. We just need be to be in somewhere in there. You know, like uh, yeah, at, at a at a bar or like at a at a wherever they're at, or like you know, maybe we're maybe we're bad police or something. A- anything at all. I don't okay. care. We can be gay lovers in the fucking thing. I don't care as long as I'm the top. <laughs> as long as I'm the top, I you know okay. I don't I don't care. I just I want our I names in there. Uh, yeah, point. I can. I, I could do that for you. Yeah. All right. There we go. And then this is the, this is how partnerships grow, guys. So, <laughs> Brighton's in this for name recognition oh, dude, solely. That's, that's the whole reason I'm even alive at this point. But <laughs> so you're working you're working on an um, on a, on a novel. That's your next project. Um, I'm gonna be working on a novel and a TV script simultaneously. Okay. So, all winter, uh, I'm kind of enjoying things right now. And it's not so much that I've worked on the book nonstop because, you know, like I said, a lot of the stories are a couple years old. But um, it's kind of like a, I guess, enjoying that I got something out there kind of thing. Not so much that I've worked hard and I deserve this, but. Dude, okay, listen, at least you wrote your book. Cernovich didn't even write his, so. Oh, is that true? Wow. Oh, dude, come on. Uh, uh, Vox Day wrote MAGA Mindset. I, uh, you know, that's like common knowledge at this point. And Cernovich, if you're out there, buddy, if you want to come at me, go ahead, you dumbass rapist. Um, you know, but yeah, yeah, no, you wrote a book. That's uh, most people don't even do that shit. Yeah. And uh, to answer your question from earlier, uh, my influences outside oh, yeah. of like the Dean Kuhn shit is a lot of TV stuff, like um, Sopranos. Um, the shield like how you can have you can have a long um stretching show that goes on for seven years or six years or however long it goes but within that you can have something that's a self-contained story has always been interesting to me so well because you have the over the over story arc of the season and then the episodic 
uh, you know, things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, I mean, it does seem like you might. Have you have you written, uh, you know, like spec uh, scripts before? You know, where you like just take like I'm gonna write a episode of you know, uh, it's always sunny or something like that. Like, have you have you toyed around with that? No, it's totally new territory for me. I remember um, I knew this black guy years ago. Oh. And he, he wanted me He's to write He's in jail a movie. now. <laughs> Probably. He wanted me to write a movie script for him about, like, a bad police officer. And, like, I should have seen the writing on the wall. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you want from me. Okay. Um, and I started it, and then, like, you know, it's just something I gave up on. It wasn't that it was bad. It was just... I don't think I was in the right place to do something like that. So would you say, I mean, would you rather write, uh, you know, like f- books or uh, scripts? I mean, really is my question. Because this is, this is, I'm now like very excited by this interview because uh, I'm like curious now about this nigga uh, don't me, read. Like I assumed you read. The way that you write, I no. assume that you, that, that you read. No. You know? Um, I don't know. Nah, I, I really don't. Uh, I, I would rather do scripts any day. Uh, my, my dream would be to have a TV show. Like that's the ultimate goal. Um, hmm. I have a, I have one thing in my back pocket that I haven't used yet. Um, uh, he wrote a show called carnival and he does the blacklist on NBC right now. You had a not name drop on here, dude, because like somebody will fucking blow your stupid shit up for no good reason. Everybody's terrible. Uh, I'll be fine. Yeah, it's, I mean, well, you'll be fine because we're the least listened to podcast on the internet. Everybody's a fucking asshole. That's a shame because um, you guys are actually really good. I'm not just saying that because I'm on it. Like, I listened to the first hour, uh, the first half hour before I was on, and it was enjoyable. Oh, it's so. like the worst episode we've ever done, too. Like, we're, oh. we're phoning it in. We're just coming back from a break, dude. <laughs> uh, no, you got to see us when we uh, actually give a flying fuck about stuff. It'll get better towards November. Don't worry. Um, you know, we'll yell at you after we lose and be like, this is your fault, you assholes. But um, <laughs> it's uh, – no, that, that's interesting to me. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk a little bit more about that because uh, that's – yeah. Uh, I, I know a couple folks back in uh, back in Los Angeles that might be able to help you out with that. Um, I mean, not like f- financially. Like, nobody's going to fund your fucking shit. Don't think anybody's no, going to fund your fucking shit. Was... You're going to hell, all right? You're going to fucking <laughs> hell. But they can help you with the writing stuff. And, like, uh, Celtics is a wonderful program that you can actually use to, uh, you know, uh, pair stuff back and forth. It's great. It's very cheap. I have a I have a totally legal copy of it. Um, but, you know, it's nice. Uh, well, let's see. We're, we're about this point here. Uh Spicky, uh, before uh, before I get to my uh, my my last question, of uh, it's always my 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 favorite one. Spicky, what do you want to ask Joshua about? Uh, I was gonna ask if he was gonna do a second one, and uh, I think he uh, kind of answered that. Oh yeah, he's gonna do one with it. And when there's a serial killer that comes and like kills everybody in Lavender Fields, <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be me. It's yeah. No, just, well, <laughs> hopefully we'll be the detectives that like can't figure it out because we're too retarded. And yeah, they have to pass it on to someone more capable. Yeah, and they were just mad about it, and we were calling them fags all the time. You know, just be like, "Yeah, you're gay." <laughs> yeah, I mean, a sequel could happen. I mean, I can just do it off of what I have now, like that I didn't put in this one. Right. So it could happen. Like, I'm gonna be writing a lot this winter. So if I get bored, 
doing the two things I'm working on, there's no guarantee that I won't just do more short stories. Cause I do like doing them. Cause like I said, they're self-contained. You don't have to worry about what's going to happen in the next chapter. You can get it all done in a few pages and then you move on to the next thing. Well, so. If you have all of the stories there, I mean, yeah. can we get on the show kind of a guarantee that, uh, you might, I mean, if rank it one from 10, uh, that, you know, we might get some of the missing stories in there and we get a lavender fields too, or whatever you're going to call it. I mean, calling it lavender fields too is probably no, not that a good would be, look. Yeah. I no, mean, see, it, like, it'd be hilarious to me. Would... Yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I would, I would say the likelihood is high. I'll put it at like an eight probably. Okay, great. Like how, how quickly though? Um, cause like Daniel Lusky, uh, is either like, Oh, it's going to be 10 fucking years or like, Oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. I just have like a new book, like, you know, once every year. And then now the thing that he's doing with once a month with the familiar is fucking terrible. I, everybody email Marcy Daniel Lewski and tell him that the familiar sucks dick. And I don't care if he's already finished writing it. It sucks. <laughs> well, um, one thing it could happen relatively quick. Like it could be by the end of the year because this book, like I know the, the fucked up thing about this book is I took time off in between. So, like, that's why some are 2015 and some are this year. Because right. I didn't write for, like, two years until someone someone asked me, can you write a story for me? And I'm like, sure. And then I got back into it again. And I'm like, oh, fuck. This was fun. Uh, just total writing time, like, just the writing time for every story took me less than a day all combined. Uh, there's 21 stories. It takes me less than an hour to do a whole story. So, like, around 21 hours or so. You're beating is, Saw, dude. You're beating Saw 1 on production time. <laughs> yeah, so, like, less than a day, complete writing time, this came together. So, you know, if, if I'm if I'm feeling it, it could be by the end of the year. You, I can't say that definitively, but I'm pretty sure there will be a, a part two. Now, well, fellas, that... I got to go. All right. Okay. Spicky, uh, we will. Uh, we're not gonna see you. We're not gonna see you on Sunday. Are we gonna see you on the Wednesday after that? If I'm still alive, yes. Okay, so <laughs> that's not not a guarantee. And, and uh, one thing we're gonna do is uh, uh, on that Sunday, if you're doing periscopes or anything like that, we're gonna we're gonna pump those on uh, uh, in the in the sidebar uh, for a little while and see what you're up to. So um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna do that Saturday too. I mean, that's the plan. I'm gonna go uh, document some chaos, and uh, it's gonna be a good time. All right. Well, fuck yeah. All right, Spicky, we love you, buddy. Please be fucking careful because this show wouldn't be the show without you. Otherwise, it's just like me being like, Democrats are mean. You know, <laughs> like it's, I don't have to like have Josh come on and it'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'll be like, ah, oh, congressman. You know, it'll be, it'll be terrible. Like, it'll be really there's, bad. There's no guarantees on the strip, dude. None. All right. <laughs> All right. Audio Spixer. All right. See you guys. See you later, man. Um, so. You know, before we do the thing, like I mean, I I I do want to just keep you know keep talking to you. I I do just promise I've got to do the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Um. You know what? I got I got a little more time. If you got a little more time, but uh, I are any of the characters in here going to potentially be in the next one, or are they just different people entirely because it's older writings? I mean, and if you do the second one. Is it just the older writings, or do you think you'll revisit a lot of this and you know change it up, perhaps even change character names, 
Like, what, no, what's your um, overall view of it? I'm sure some will make appearances again. Um, <clears throat> I had an idea for including some that are in this into the novel. So, like, okay. they're not, like, totally dead. Like, if, if they're alive at the end of the story, they're not dead. Like, there's a potential that the girl in the first story can transition to the novel. I want to know who the fuck Jackson is. You know, don't tell oh, me. Geez. Don't spoil it to me. Okay. You know, but I want to know. You know, yeah. just, just for Actually, if you could spoil it to me, that'd be nice. But you don't have to do such a thing because we do want to get people to buy the book. That's the whole purpose of this segment, Joshua. It's not, you know, you know anything more than like a giant fucking capitalist push to get people to fucking up your book buying numbers like this this is this is all uh a money scheme uh <laughs> you know like that that's that's all the show is it's it's ridiculous uh i would say well okay um <clears throat> the jackson thing now that you mention it i think it'll be an interesting story to do a, a backstory on it but just um with a broad brush just to paint things quickly uh it's safe to assume that he killed himself um and that <laughs> that that he was uh her ex husband slash boyfriend thing. He was a serial um, killer. He could be. Maybe a victim got him, made it look like a mm. Yeah. It's, no, I mean, I, th I think that's definitely something. I can't wait to finish the damn thing. Um, I have had, like, the most intense week of uh, IRL work uh, that, that, that I've had to do uh, in a yeah, very my, long time. I've had a weird week. It's like nothing but death. It's fucking weird. Oh, that's uh, depressing. Yeah, one of my second cousins died yesterday, and uh, oh, I'm sorry, a dude. family friend died the same day. And then Jesus. This morning, I found my uncle's cat dead. I'm like, okay. This is the theme of the week, I guess. Well, and then you get to write about it, and you get to write some really yeah. fucking weird shit with a yeah. uh, with a gay name for the book. Yeah, um, I, I'm telling you, man, blood red fields and like a serial killer just kills all these people would be fucking hilarious. Like, I I'd fully endorse it. You can use the same cover except it's red. Like, it's you'd be good. You'd be good. Uh, but oh, okay, shit. There was one thing I wanted to ask you. Last thing yeah. before I ask you for last my uh, uh, last yeah. interview question, and we're running yeah. so long, and I'm so sorry about that. But no, it's fine. Uh, there's a, a yeah. theme of of colors. Yes, and uh, it why. Oh man, uh, the why? Oof. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, it's kind of like you, you ever look at a color, and or Never. even like how people are like prescribed. Colored? Yeah, colors, I know. I, like, I see them, and I'm like not thrilled. Like, like, okay, like if you're depressed, you're feeling blue, or like anger is coordinated with red, or ah, like, death okay, is yeah. like black, and shit like that. Like, you know, like I, I figured that the colors that are being used are kind of like bland. Like why not use fucking cerulean blue or neon green or something like those colors can represent shit too. And like, I don't know the, the, the first one I did was the story colors. And then, like you said, there's a theme throughout the book where there's more stories like that, where the colors coordinate to how someone's feeling and shit like that. So I just thought it was a, a fun thing to toy around with. Okay. Yeah, I figured as much now. Uh, now the the last question I always ask everybody that uh, I interview, and this is I, I I apologize. This has been the, like the most haphazard fucking interview because we had to deal with Spicky's time and like all these things. Uh, 
and we really don't have people on the live show that often. Um, right. Season three, we we don't you know do do that. Um, what's something that I didn't ask that you'd like everybody to know? Oh, geez. <clears throat> um. Oh, geez. A, a lot of that. Um. Now, here's just something that might be a little bit gay. But when you're feeling your book is called shit, Lavender Fields, bro. I mean, like yeah. we're we're beyond calling you gay. Just, like, <laughs> um, when you're feeling depressed and shit, instead of like sulking about it. Now I know depression it sucks and it drags you down and whatever. However, it's also something you can pull yourself out of. So if you have something to go to, and you're good at something, if you draw or if you write or if you fucking sew shit or whatever you do, if you're feeling depressed, go to something that you th- think or know that you're good at and you might get something beautiful out of it. You don't know, <clears throat> you know, like, like don't let a feeling consume you to the point to where you're not doing anything. Always do something with every feeling. Like we do, we do shit with anger. It's not always the best thing, but we do something with it. We do something with sadness. Agree, you know what I mean? Disagree, like, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, so depression is a feeling and do something with it. Don't let it take you over completely. There's good shit you can do when you're feeling depressed too. That's basically all. It's kind of, uh, it's very reminiscent of, uh, excess uh, the, the last Instagram live thing he did before he died. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I think that's not something. Um, so, all right, guys, the book is Lavender Fields. A, uh, a what is it? Okay, I was gonna say a short story collection, but it is a uh, it is a short story collection. <laughs> um, go and buy Lavender Fields. It's down in the description below. We have put it in the chat. Go and buy it now. Here is the here's the here's the the fucking thing. Uh, we're running a, uh, a contest. This is as, as similar, or it's basically exactly the same, as when we did the Byron De La Vando, uh, and Patty Tarleton digital giveaway. We are giving away what? What are we giving away, Joshua? Lavender Fields, a short story collection signed by me, <clears throat> and um, it is a proof copy, which, if you don't want the proof copy, I understand, just tell me. What is a don't. proof copy? Uh, the proof copy has like a strip across it that says not for resale. And some people like that because it's rare and original and shit like that. That's fucking want, awesome. Yeah. Um, if you want that, cool. If not, I totally understand and I will get an, an official copy for you. But that's, that's what we're giving away. That's super nice of you. No, I would tell them, fuck you. You get the super rare version. <laughs> like, if anything, like I want mine signed. I'm going to mail mine to you for you to yeah. sign. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, because it is a good fucking book. Uh, it's really neat. I, I do feel bad that, like, I've had probably one of the more successful weeks at work uh, that I've had for a long time. But it just happened to coincide with me not being able to do fucking, you know, anything with this. It is very good. It, uh, I, I don't want to say it even tugs at your heartstrings. I want to say it just, um, it affirms your, 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 your sense of, uh, uh, it makes you feel really. shit. Yeah, yeah, I, I, <laughs> and it's not good shit. It just makes you feel bad shit from what, from what I heard. Yeah, 
like um, the best review I've had was someone told me that it's like a haunted house, except instead of getting scared, you feel shit. There so, you go. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, it's um, it, it's a very interesting thing. Uh, oh shit. Um, we didn't even get into the uh, we didn't even get into the the things. The main thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Caspa gets a uh, gets a yeah. shout out at the end of the book. Yeah. Um, yes. So th- this guy, he made real nigga fucking, you know, Twitter fam uh, stuff at the I end did. of it. You know, so this this is your boy, your boy fucking actually Joshua. Um, he wrote a book and you got to buy it. There's no reason not to buy it. It's only 12 bucks. Uh, and, and I think the what? How much is the uh, digital version? The digital version is six ninety nine, but if you get the physical, it's free. Exactly. So, so there you go. There's no reason. If you don't have $12, you shouldn't even be listening to this show. Uh, I want to thank you so much, Joshua, for coming on. Um, I now have to yell at everybody about politics in about you know five minutes or so. But, uh, yeah, man, you fucking killed it. And you're, you're welcome back anytime. We'll have you we'll have come back on, especially when you uh, uh, put out your next project there, man. Um, you're, you're a good writer. And uh, it, you get the uh, endorsement of uh, of uh, of right to Brighton. So, Drinks and shit, drinks and shit, we was gangs. We was gangs. We was drinks and shit, drinks and shit, we was gangs. Loot the pyramids out of Egypt, we was gangs. Drinks and shit, drinks and shit, we was gangs. All right. Wow. It's uh, it's 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 you know, we're we're going long this time. Um, it's it's politics times, baby. Um, uh, so I'm sure you're all uh pretty tired of hearing about. Oh yeah, by the way, namaste, namaste. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're probably all here uh, tired of hearing about Kavanaugh, but the problem is that. This is probably the biggest thing that's happening within our lifetimes uh, since Trump got elected, which was only two fucking years ago. Uh, this is this is some odd shit, but we're going to see uh, uh, quite a lot of social acceleration. Christine Blasey, Chrissy Blasey, or as uh, 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 Limbaugh likes to call her, <laughs> Christine Ballsey Ford. Um, I'm not sure if he's doing that on purpose or not, but, uh, Chrissy Blassie is, uh, as we know, a huge fucking liar. Christine Blassie Ford's ex-boyfriend told Senate Judiciary he witnessed her coach a friend on polygraphs. Now that seems like normal bullshit, right? That seems stupid. Now they, they, they have an ex-boyfriend who was a boyfriend for nine years, nine fucking years. He was her boyfriend. They lived in a very small place and all of that. And like, you know, as you do. Uh, when you're, I can't wear this stupid headband thing anymore. Uh, uh, the emo here just has to, has to fly free. 
Uh, you know, I, I, I should do it at the time. The big issue is, and and I thought this was weird, the, the line of questioning when uh, big old fat Rachel Mitchell uh, uh, said, you know, uh, I wish I had the... I wish I had the clip. I, I, I don't. But uh, it, it was something along the lines of like, you know, have you ever taken a polygraph? Have you ever, uh, besides your lawyers, been coaching on a polygraph? Have you ever coached anyone else on how to take a polygraph? And she, never, never. With her, with her little soulful fucking bugged out eyes that we're all supposed to care about. Look how innocent said Mike Cernovich. Look how innocent, said the conservatives. She never, she never did that. And then you have her ex-boyfriend who was like, yeah. Problem with that is uh, she did. Now that seems like, uh, the, the specifics of it obviously don't matter. Go check the fucking thing. It really doesn't matter. I mean, we're already running long on time, and it, it's you've heard this story. What you're here for is the reasoning behind it. And the reasoning behind that, behind that odd line of questioning, and what that means is, dude, you know those Republicans that you've been like bitching about? Losing and sucking for so fucking long as they did. They fucking knew about this shit, dude. They knew about this. They're playing politics. Now, you got to remember that back in uh, like the George Bush era, when they would actually defend that asshole, they would do this type of bullshit. Not, not in this specific situation. Not to this degree. This is an unprecedented thing. This beats... Uh, Clarence Thomas's uh, uh, problems to the umpteenth degree. But they knew about this. Was Jeff Flake one of the guys? No, Jeff Flake's not in on this. Jeff Flake doesn't fucking care about it. He's not one of those guys. But they fucking knew about this. They, I, I would guarantee that they fucking had this. And maybe not on record. Let's hope not on record. Because back in the George W. Bush days, for, for the younger lads, back in the George W. Bush days, they were snaky assholes. You got to remember the Democrats and the Republicans, they're all fucking politicians. They're all bad guys. This is the, they, they are just now shifting towards Trump. And the reason they're shifting towards Trump is because of people like you and me. People that go... And, 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 and just crowd up these rallies. It is hard to get into these fucking rallies. It's hard to get into the spillover in these fucking rallies. That's because people love Trump. They love the God Emperor. They're going to stick by this guy. You're going to stick by this guy. Because think about it, How many times have you been upset about Donald Trump? And then later you've been corrected, you know, uh, by me or some other people, um, you know, that, you know, aren't just suicidal maniacs when it comes to the decisions of Donald Trump. Um, you've hopefully learned to trust and love the man at this point. But... They, 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 I, I suspect they knew about this. They had to know about it. Now, we'll probably, thankfully, because we hold the majority and we have the executive branch and the, uh, and the uh, 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 legislative branch, this is probably never fucking see the light of day that they knew about this. This is some fucking hardball 
nice blood sport fucking shit from the Republicans. Because people didn't already find her that credible with that. They really didn't. The way she came out there and tried to make the crybaby voice or whatever. Bitch, you're not hot. Sorry. If you were Jenna Marbles, that YouTuber bitch, probably could have pulled it off. You know, you know, uh, fucking, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Oren said that she was a good-looking gal. Oh, the thirst. Those glasses, dude. I'm sorry. Did anybody think about this? She never wore those fucking uh, Coke bottle glasses to accentuate her blue eyes in any other fucking photo or anything like that. But she chose to wore them, uh, wear them in front of uh, the, the, the fucking world. You know, four million people watched the goddamn Kavanaugh things. Are you kidding me? It's to make her uh, disarmed and to accentuate her, her innocent little eyes. Her innocent little eyes. She's a liar. She's a fucking liar. Now there was um, a Sweatneck. Julie Sweatneck. Who had her, her nice little interview. And that's all been, you know, that's all but been disproved. She said someone else be like, yeah, she like was really into group sex. Now could this all be lies? Oh, it very well could all be lies. But I fucking doubt it. I I do think that um, you're seeing a lot of deranged women, and then and then the one guy's getting investigated by <laughs> he's getting investigated for possible criminal charges uh, for for lying to the Senate Judiciary Committee, oh, which is fucking hilarious. But this this is not uh, this is not good enough uh, for these folks. This is not good enough that the FBI's investigation is not you know the, the scope is too small well that's bullshit because Jeff Flake said he wanted a small scope investigation and then you you heard uh, it was um, somebody I forget who it was one of these mainstream media, uh, media fuck faces where like Trump is limiting the White House is limiting the scope of the investigation and then he sends out a tweet, we're not, you know, we're, you know, this is great. And then they were like, oh, he's expanding the scope of the investigation. But they're mad because, like, they're not investigating Ford. They're not, according to Ford's lawyers, who might, just might end up just uh, fucking barred by the end of this. And I hope Avenatti isn't ended up fucking disbarred at the end of this. The thing is, these scumbag lawyers need to... You know, have their livelihood pulled out from under them. That's what they do to you. You know, we'll get into like what these people are actually actively trying to do to you here in a bit, uh, in the next in the next segment of I, I guess what will end up being the third hour, or I guess at the end of the second. Hour. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But when you've got these these like just monster individuals that are that are so uh biased and partisan which is what they're accusing Kavanaugh of by the way and I guess we'll get to Jeff Blake here in a second but you know this FBI scope it just it just it just lacks the scope that it needs to have this FBI investigation just lacks the scope that it needs to have what they're mad because there's been six others 
There's nothing that they're going to find on Kavanaugh. Apparently now they're saying that he threw ice in somebody's face, which I personally think makes him more qualified to be a uh, fucking justice because that is awesome. We need representation on the court. Alcoholics need representation on the court. That's what I want. Hope he smokes cigars. That'd be fucking sweet. Maybe vapes. Plays video games. That'd be cool. Be the first, like, Fortnite justice. Fortnite sucks, by the way. I don't like that game at all because I don't like being called an N-word by 14-year-olds. And, like, you know, I'm like, fuck, they're right. I suck at this game. But, you know, I mean, uh, we, we already knew. We already fucking figured. The Democrats are going to come out. They're going to be like, ah, man, 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 man. We don't want to expand the scope or whatever. It was never going to be good because if you give them an inch, they think they're a ruler. We know that. Everybody listening to the show knows that. Everybody who's fucking has a half a brain in their head knows that. You never give them an inch. But we might have been outplayed by the fucking Republicans on this one. They might have known about this fucking ex-boyfriend that discredits and perjures Ford. Are they going to send her to jail? Fuck no. They're going to send any of these fucking people to jail. Nobody ever fucking goes to jail. The only people that are going to jail are possibly McCabe and maybe Comey. Uh, but that is so long down the line that you aren't even going to remember me fucking saying it. So I wouldn't worry about it. Now, this is a big one. Uh, I want to, I want to play this one on here because uh, this was about some of the most disgusting shit that I've ever seen, and it it, it shows their their hand so well. This is this is who these people are. It's a clip from Cord Booker. I gotta get it. Oh yeah, Cord Booker by the way smokes crack. But um, he's a crack addict. You need to tell everybody that. He's a crack addict. He smokes the crack cocaine. Um, this is what Cory Booker had to say. And I want you to listen closely. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you know afterwards uh, what you should have been listening for. But here's what, here's what you just, here's the fucking clip. Assuming it ever was. Jesus fuck. So my hope is that just beyond the vicious partisan rancor that is going on beyond the accusations we don't lose sight of what this moral moment is about in this country and ultimately ask ourselves the question is this the right person to sit on the highest court in the land for a lifetime appointment when their credibility has been challenged by intimates people that knew the candidate well as a classmate when his temperament has been revealed in an emotional moment where he used language that, that frankly shocked a lot of us. And then ultimately, not whether he's innocent or guilty, this is not a trial, but ultimately, has enough questions be raised that we should not move on to another candidate. And that long list put together by the Heritage Foundation and the Federalist Society, move on to another candidate because ultimately the Supreme Court is not an entitlement. Just because you went to Yale or were president of your class doesn't entitle you to the Supreme Court. This is a sacred institution. And the people that should be on it, whether you disagree with their political or judicial philosophy at all, the people who should be on the Supreme Court should preserve the integrity of the court and be beyond the reproach of these difficult partisan times. Eat a dick! No! Okay, look. Oh, it doesn't matter if he's guilty or innocent. We should move on to another nominee. That way we can fuck him too! That's it. No. F 
Fuck you, Cory Booker. You're not going to be president in 2020, bucko. It's not going to be a thing that happens for you, you fucking piece of shit. Oh, it doesn't matter if he's guilty or innocent. He, okay. I'll get to the fact that we're in a watershed moment. Uh, 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 no, we'll, we'll start there. We're in a fucking watershed moment at this fucking point here. Is it culturally okay for women to shout accusations at men and then go, Oh, I guess we should just believe her. No, nigga, nah. I'm not into that shit. I'm not into it. You can, you, you, you know, women are canceled. How's that? I think that's how they do it, right? They go, women are canceled. And then they do one of those. Is that good? Talk to the hand. Is that the way? I mean, is it? No, talk to the hand is probably still not, still not into it. It's probably still not cool. Um, but no, it doesn't matter if he's guilty or innocent. We have to move on to somebody else. Why? They're going to do just the same fucking thing. This is from the playbook of how they fucked Roy Moore. And they're going to say, oh, it's a sacred institution or whatever. No! Do you guys, okay, hopefully you're, you're, you're smart people and you understand what the, what they do. What the Democrats and the left and all that do is they rule from the Supreme Court. That way they don't have to win elections. That's what they do. That's why even when we got Kennedy, if, I mean, I look, even when we got Kennedy, we were like, okay, right wing guy. No, he wasn't. Right of center at best. That's how they continue to do this. It always goes back to ruling from the Supreme Court and packing the Supreme Court with, I guess, I, I, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is probably the only person you might be able to classify as like progressive, but in agreement with their shit. You know, they have a little litmus test for their shit. We don't have one for ours. We got to have a shit test for ours to be like fascism. They're like, might have been in a club, you know, called Fascism Forever. And that was Gorsuch. Uh, and you know what? I mean, Gorsuch has been what? Okay. You know, he wasn't Scalia. The gentleman that he replaced. What we need is a fuck ton of Clarence Thomases. And that's what I want the fucking real far right racist right people to think about is like, and I know you can be like, oh, Naxalt, 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 whatever, dude. Like, have fun looking for your fucking ethnostate retard. The fact is, the best justice we have in the Supreme Court is an N-word. Clarence Thomas is just fantastic. We need somebody even further right than he is. And it's weird that, like, you know, Amy Barrett, somebody that everybody's parading around, they're like, yeah, I think she's just fantastic. and I think she should replace... Uh, Ruth it'd be nice we have to pack the fucking court that's how you fucking do it I mean like the Supreme Court took control uh, essentially uh, from what was it uh, Marbury versus Madison um, you know all of that shit you talk to any right wing or libertarian lawyer they're going to tell you that same fucking bullshit and it's boring it's super boring you shouldn't listen to these people's boring fucking stories because it doesn't matter today but this is the advancement of liberalism one cannot be stopped there's just no way to stop it many of us I believe the people that listen to this show are uh, mighty liberal you know um we like to say fuck in public. 
I'm more liberal than uh, monarchy, right? This country was founded on liberalism. I'm an American. I believe in liberty. What you're seeing now is the weird neoliberal nonsense where are like, no, man, you ought to just be able to cut off kids' dicks and fuck them. And it's like, that seems weird. And they go, you get to go to jail for being a bigot. That's their plan. You know, I had a libertarian. He's a left libertarian buddy. He made me say uh, he didn't like Kavanaugh because uh, during Kamala Harris's questioning uh, of Kavanaugh, uh, he, he, he uh, couldn't answer the question. Or he responded, I don't know to the question, are there any laws that exclusively uh, govern men's bodies? Of which there are many. Uh, you know, indecent exposure stuff. Uh, there's tons of laws that explicitly reference penis. Um, so he thought, you know, Kavanaugh's an idiot. And I tried to tell him, like, when you're dealing with an angry she-beast like that, you know, there's there's more politics to this than, than just that. I mean, it's, it was all set up to be a trap. But he didn't care because he's a left-leaning libertarian uh, and god bless him for it honestly we need people like that you know you can't just can't have a bunch of you fucking retards out there and be like oh white people like f nigga fuck white people in this situation all right the law should apply equally to all people but unfortunately we reach the point as we're seeing with kavanaugh that because they want to bring criminal investigation against him and if they if if they win in November, that's absolutely what they're going to do after he is confirmed. Because as of right now, if you're one of the commuters, the investigation might be fucking over. I don't know. It, I, I'm expecting them to vote by, like, Friday. And he will be confirmed. Like, I just, I, I, it's, it's going to happen. It's just been kind of a nightmare. But we do need those people. Those little fucking squeaky wheel turds. Because otherwise you have totalitarianism and, and just complete nonsense. And like, I'd rather have right wing totalitarianism than left wing totalitarianism. But that's just because I know that I can bring a little bit more of the right wing people, you know, over to my side. And that's the side of liberty. What has happened to Brett Kavanaugh has been just the most disgusting shit in the entire world. And it's actually breaking apart our system. And not in the good way. You know, not in like the Donald Trump way, in the bad, like, holy shit, I don't think this can ever work again way. And you know who's doing that is not just the far left. I mean, if it was just the far left, I'd be like, wow, that's something that's easily extinguished. But it's not them. It's the mainstream Democrat Party. Because I say to you again, um, watch that California race for uh, Senate between uh, Dianne Feinstein and Kevin DeLeon. It's a lot tighter than you think it is. Old Kevy boy might fucking pull it out. And not in the in the way where, you know, like his, you know, like his dick. And that would be a major fucking upset. That would be something real fucking interesting. But like Cory Booker and Kamal Harris are the future of that party. You know, people that, oh, it just doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if he's guilty or innocent. You know the allegation is enough. This is too much. It's gonna it's gonna taint the court, dude. Who do you think tainted the court? You know, it was them. Now I'm not saying that you need to go off by any fucking means and like, you know, do the do the bamp thing. 
by any means necessary shit. We have a new version of having principles. Uh, and people that say principles are, are pointless are, are assholes. That doesn't mean that you don't win. That doesn't mean that you don't do what you need to do, but it means that you don't cheat. Because honestly, I believe that we're the people that believe in truth. And I do believe that the truth will ultimately win. And the truth is that Kamala Harris and Cory Booker are dumb assholes that are running for president. And I do believe that Dianne Feinstein is, is not doing so hot right now. You know, her office is being investigated for leaking this bullshit. This is possibly going to blow up in their face. And hopefully they, uh, we end up with what I want is a Senate that's backing the fucking president come 2020. I hope that this is a thing. Can you imagine how unstoppable Donald Trump would be if he had a legislative branch that was backing him? The only reason we don't have the wall funded is because these people thought that Trump would be impeached. The more you go out to his rallies, the more you vote for Trumpian candidates. And unfortunately, you have to vote for anybody with an R next to, your, next to their name because we've seen, you know, Doug Jones, for example, uh, bad move. Democrat in a, in a red state sucks. He's not going to do it. You have to vote for the cuck, but you can primary them. There's going to be an election real fucking soon. You could primary their ass. And if, you know, Alexandria Casio keyboard ever taught us anything, it's that holy fucking shit, you can primary a motherfucker. You don't even have to win. You just got to fucking primary him. You know, it's a, it's a shame how many of our candidates just fall the fuck apart because they're completely wrecked by the media. But that even that's just kind of not as popular or not as I, I don't think people are as susceptible to it. You know, as they were. Senators start reading FBI report Thursday morning. Thursday morning, uh, investigation summaries into President Donald Trump's Supreme Court nominee, Brett Kavanaugh, uh, are going to be made available to senators. So that's, I mean, if you're listening tonight, tomorrow, but if you're listening in the morning, it's now. Uh, Senate Judiciary Chairman Chuck Grassley is expected to read the summaries first, followed by the top Democrat. On the committee, Senator Diane Fenstein. What will be included in the summaries and the exact timing remain to be determined Wednesday night, yada, yada, yada. This is going to be over tomorrow, or at least by Friday. Brett Kavanaugh will very likely be confirmed by um, Monday or Tuesday of next week, and that'll be fantastic. And this is even against the wishes of Jeff Flake, Who's like, oh, we can't have that on the court because he's mad about his partisanship or whatever. Jeff Flake, who I still think believes he's doing the right thing. That's his game plan right there. He's going to vote no. I do think that uh, Collins and Murkowski, uh, I think they're going to vote yes. Um, we're going to witness something really fucked up and really shitty. But the guy's going to get it on there. He's, he's going to be on the Supreme Court. And for anybody worried 
about, oh, no, it's going to blow our chances in November. Everybody already knows who they're going to vote for. Everybody. Nobody who doesn't already know is going to vote. And and even and the people that do, I mean, obviously there's going to be stuff. They're going to vote R or D no matter what. That's it. Or they'll just funnily write in Mickey Mouse or some bullshit. I wouldn't worry about it. And the thing that I've seen is we have the numbers. You just have to go and vote and encourage other people to vote. Please, get people out in a car, drive them over to the fucking polling station and do it. That's kind of all you can do. But we have the numbers. We have a very, very good chance of pulling this off here. So, I don't know. OIWD presents Right to Bryden. 100% correct. 70% accurate. So, you know what happens if you don't win? All right, and you got to look out for fraud. But you know what happens if you you actually don't win? Uh, They're going to fucking kill you. That that's not hyperbole, guys. They're gonna uh, murder you. It's a thing that they're trying. This comes from the Daily Caller. Uh, Republican Maryland, uh, Maryland Representative Andy Harris was reportedly assaulted by protesters inside of his office on Capitol Hill on Tuesday. According to Jennifer Bendery, a reporter for the Huffington Post, the Capitol Police confirmed that protesters pushed in the door to Harris's office and assaulted the congressman. Quote, Harris has, uh, Harris was trying to hold his office door closed, but he was not successful. I want you to picture that. There's an old fucking guy trying to hold his office door closed. And, and then a, a, a team. Just a, a, a team of big, fat, ugly women coming in there. Uh, also, the demonstrators were smoking weed. That makes it a little funnier. I'll be honest. That makes it a little funnier because you picture like these giant fat women. Just, like, blazing up fatties and, like, you know, running in there. Uh, No one was injured during the incident, according to the same Capitol Police officer. Uh, A spokesman for Representative Harris and the Capitol Police did not immediately respond to a request from the Daily Caller. The incident occurred just one week after protesters swarmed Republican Senator Ted Cruz and his wife Heidi at an upscale restaurant, yada, yada. So, like, that's, you know, that's fucked up, right? That's not good. But... Maybe we can go, okay. You know, this is just, this is just like a, a kind of like an evergreen incident. You know, like evergreen state college. No. Packages sent to Pentagon test positive for deadly poison ricin. Niggas is out there fucking sending ricin, breaking bad poison to, to the fucking Pentagon. Somebody tried to send it to Trump to all this shit. Like, I, I'm not going to go into the thing because it really doesn't matter. It was all intercepted. Thank goodness for that. They're mailing people poison. They're trying to beat up congressmen. When was the last time any of us did that? Like, the, the, you know, they'll bring up to you. They'll be like, oh, the abortion clinic bombings. And I'm like, that's not. Not really a. You don't hear about those. Oh, it's because of the, you know, the right wing owns the media. Oh, yeah, that's what I hear. When was the last time anybody did anything like that? 
These people are unhinged. They're nutty. And nobody should do things like that. That's because you can't talk to them like normal people. You're not allowed to talk to them like normal people because otherwise that's rape. We live in very, very scary times. You know, I know everybody likes to like play hero on Twitter and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, change the thing. You're not changing things on Twitter. These people are unhinged way more than you are. Because if you think you're changing things on Twitter, you're a fucking idiot. And you need to like stop thinking do that if you're one of those fucking like alt-right woke posting fucking retard things that i blocked i want you to uh either stop or just stop listening to the show forever or um better yet just like stop everything like quit your job quit school everything and just like think about you know what you're doing for like a week you know i don't care how many tests you fail or anything i don't care if finals are coming uh, you just you need to take a Take a break and realize how fucking retarded you are. These people are encouraged. And then they go, we're going to mail rice into places. You know, they'll bring up, they'll be like, oh, yeah, all these, uh, you know, uh, all, all the real terrorism comes from white nationalists. Well, that's just, that's just not true at all. Well, is it? You know, but they'll... They'll bring like, you know, because uh, I hate crime is like if somebody says the N word is they beat up some black dude that was fucking their wife or trying to rob him. Or, you know, was it the ADL is like oh, that Jewish fellow made all those fucking bomb threats. And they're like, well, we still kept it in there because it did cause uh, Jewish people quite the uh, quite the dismay. They were coveting very much. This is unhinged just beyond what things should be. There are hyper left wing factions and, and, and just groups and, and just individuals that are willing to like somebody mailed ricin three different letters with ricin in them. To try to murder people. It was a bad plan because obviously it didn't work. You know, but this isn't even the first time. You know, uh, uh, Eric Trump and a, uh, a couple of the other ones have gotten letters with, you know, white powder in them. It was just meant to scare them. It was not, you know, a thing. You guys are dumb, but, like, you're not going to do that shit. At least I hope not. You better not. There's a whole sect of just lunatics out there. And what happens when and if and hopefully when they lose in November? And we already know that Black Lives Matter is supposedly going to riot if Kavanaugh is confirmed. You've got to start getting ready. Just preparing. Like just be ready. Hold your family fucking tight. Be ready. This is all intimidation. It's just an attempt to like get people to to buckle. Classic Bolshevist fucking tactics, really. I don't think there's ever been an uh I don't know, in the past, well, I guess in the 80s, everybody was pretty terrified of communists then too, but they lived in Russia. 
This is what these people do. Like, think about this. I mean, like, I really want you to just, like, take the time. Take the silence. Think about the fact that, like, people are fucking mailing the president ricin. I don't know how you make that shit. And that's not the biggest concern in the country right now, according to the mainstream media. Right now, it's like, uh, Donald Trump's dad didn't pay proper taxes. That's that's seriously a thing. We'll get into it uh, uh, probably on, on the next episode a little bit if the story is still going around. This is a New York Times article. That's, I really want you to take this time with me. Hold my hand digitally for a second and think about niggas really be mailing ricin to the Pentagon and the White House. What's that remind you of? If you're old enough, you're a member of Anthrax. It's fucking not good, friend. It's not good. And, you know, the whole Anthrax thing, you know, uh, our good old friend, uh, good old friend Robert Mueller really fucked that up, didn't he? Didn't he fuck that one up? So, guys, this has run uh, a very, very long episode. Um, I do do appreciate uh, everybody that has stuck it out, uh, be you one of our commuters, uh, be you one of the guys in the OAWD studios. Um, I want to thank Joshua Neary for coming on. Uh, please go ahead and check out his book. We've uh, got it in the description below. And... Uh, we're going to be giving away a, uh, a copy of this. How did I cut this one? There we go. Um, we'll be giving away a copy of this. You have to have to listen to the whole episode. You have to retweet this episode. You have to retweet it. Uh, and if you do that, you're entered into the drawing. Um, now you can get into the, uh, uh, you can get another entry into the drawing. If you can prove, uh, that uh, that you've bought the book because now it's a you know like I said it's a special version I don't even have one I'm gonna try to get one from um, but we'll also give you a, a we'll give you a shirt or something like that I don't know speaking and I'll get together and find out what we can give you but you'll get something extra if you buy the book because you know whatever but if you retweet it you're entered uh, if you buy the book you get two entries and you'll get the thing is we'll give you something I don't know what it is yet we'll get you something but uh, yeah, that that that's a show, guys. Um, please be careful out there with all the fucking meadows. Um, it's uh, it's been quite long, and I'm depressed now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and uh, smoke a smoke a stog, uh, and then um, yeah, on Sunday I guess uh, we got another surprise for you to be cool. Uh, only uh. Only loyal uh, sweat listeners will know that uh, what the surprise is going to be. So that'll be cool. We'll go ahead and uh, we'll see you next time.
Question. Question. Question.